I'm gonna just say this fast as I can, I'm gonna let you go. If you change your attitude, you change your altitude. But you have to start living your life in expectation. You have got to start expecting great things to happen for you in order for it to happen. It is the law of attraction. It is real. It is nothing fake about it. If you live your life in expectations, that's what happens to you. If you live your life in despair, that's what happens to you. If you say all men are dogs, you're going to meet every last one of them. I'll never be rich. You won't. You won't. The moment you change the frequency that your tower emits, the moment you change that frequency, different things come back to you. I'm telling you this how it works. That's exactly what you should be doing is trying to figure out who it is that you're trying to be, right? And you, you aim at that and then you use everything you learn as a means of building that person that you want to be. And, and I really mean want to be. I don't mean should be. Even those things, those things are going to overlap. And it's important to distinguish between those because that's partly, and this is back down to the micro routine analysis. So if I say, well, you're going to try to make yourself more industrious. Okay, number one, specify your damn goals. Because how are you going to hit something if you don't know what it is? That isn't going to happen. And often people won't specify their goals too because they don't like to specify conditions for failure. So if you keep yourself all vague and foggy, which is real easy, because that's just a matter of not doing as well, then you don't know when you fail. And people might say, well, I really don't want to know when I fail because that's painful. So I'll, I'll keep myself blind about when I fail. That's fine, except you'll fail all the time then. You just won't know it until you failed so badly that you're done. And that can easily happen by the time you're 40. So, so I would recommend that you don't let that happen. I always tell people, don't wait to be rich. What is that richness? It's abundance, it's joy, it's happiness, it's contribution, it's getting out of yourself. Because as long as we're thinking about, oh my God, I lost something, or you did something, now I have less love, less respect, less money. If I think loss less, or because you did something, or because I did something, I'm never gonna have what I want in my life. Loss less never. Those three thought patterns, they're the source of all suffering. And the antidote, see it for what it really is, know it's BS, and find something to appreciate. Fundamentally, it starts with making the most important decision of your life, which is, if I would ask me up until two years ago, I would say it's who you spend time with, who you love, because who you spend time with is who you become. I think, it's a, I think it's still one of the most important decisions in life. But you can pick the right person and still do things in your head and make yourself miserable. So you really have to decide. The most important decision is, do I want to be happy? Will I commit to being happy? More important than happy. Sometimes you'll be so happy you smile so much your face hurts, right? You need variety. Am I committed to living in a beautiful state even when it doesn't go my way? Even when it rains on my parade? Even when my biggest fear shows up? Because I can't control whether your husband or wife will live or die or get sick or leave you or get a divorce. I don't want any of that to happen to any human being. I hate suffering. I do anything I can to help people not suffer. But I can't control that. You can. There are people who have lost their arms, lost their sight. There have been people that have been through the most horrific experiences in life and they found a way to still be happy because they've made the decision that life is too short to suffer. Most people, half of what they thought today is the same things they thought yesterday about themselves, about their life, about their business. That's why most people's lives don't change very much. But if you wake up and you start realizing, I'm living in a home, an emotional home I don't want, you can change it.
See, because everybody's got, if you've got a billion dollars, check this out. If you had a billion dollars, but the habitual emotions you go back to are frustrated and pissed off, then your life is called frustrated and pissed off. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Write this down, please. The quality of my life is the quality of my habitual emotions. The quality of my entire life is nothing but the quality of my habitual emotions. Whatever habits of emotion, wherever my emotional home is, I will find a way to get back there. And until I change that, I'm gonna have a problem. How many of you see people in some part of the world, in my country, for example, you'll see this in the middle of America where there's certain places that have cyclones all the time or maybe down in New Orleans or places where every few years you get a huge storm that wipes out everybody right on the coast there. But then two years later, it happens again. They rebuild, it happens again. How many have ever thought to yourself, why don't these people move? Why don't they move, guys? Because it's what they're conditioned. They call that home. I don't want to leave my home, it's what I know. It's easy to see when it's somebody else and it's physical. It's harder to see when it's yourself and it's emotional because we have an emotional home. Some of you grew up in a really tough environment. I did too. Pretty brutal environment. Very painful environment. Part of I am who I am is because I didn't want to suffer. I had to find answers. And because I suffered so much, I don't want you to ever suffer if I can do anything about it. I can't control it, but I can help massively. But it's only because I suffered so much I don't want anybody else to. But think about it. Most people suffer even when they're successful. Listen, if you're successful and you're not fulfilled, that's the ultimate failure. If you got people that love you and you're not feeling joyous and alive, something's wrong. Let me show you this. We all live inside a bubble, right? This is our world. We go to church here, we work over here, we go get our coffee over here, we go to this park over here, we usually go over here to, you know, hang out with friends. This is our favorite club. This is our world. This is our favorite spot on the beach. We all live in this bubble. What you got to do to get the life that God wants you to have, you got to put more air in your bubble. You got to blow your bubble up. Expand yourself. Take yourself out your comfort zone. Do not live in your bubble. Put some more air in your bubble. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you will fail. You will fail in your comfort zone. Success is not a comfortable procedure. It is a very uncomfortable thing to attempt. So you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you ever want to be successful. Start putting some pressure on. Put some pressure on yourself. Get out here and get about it. Look, I'd love to sugarcoat this thing for you. I love to tell you, look, you can go out here and get rich, do a couple of things, that ain't, that ain't happening. You gotta get real doggish. You gotta get downright funky if you wanna make it. When you get in certain states, you think one thought. When you get in other states, you think another thought. It's like turning the channel. And so what I really show people in the book how to do is how to turn the channel so that you're not suffering and you're living in a beautiful state. But what does it take? Let's just quickly say it. Number one, it takes acknowledging what's your favorite flavor of suffering. Is it worry? Is it stress? Is it anger? Is it loneliness? Is it boredom? Is it overwhelm? And then noticing what are the thoughts that trigger that and realizing it doesn't matter how much money you have, 
those thoughts can still make a billionaire crazy and frustrated and overwhelmed. And so what I show people to do is a process on how to let go of those thoughts. And we walk through that in the book in detail, but fundamentally it starts with making the most important decision of your life.